As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Gene Fodor! Gene, was good. But be careful, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. The CIA really need your help, Gene. Freeze, Americano! Huh? Oh! Gene, run! Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. Our guests this season show us big risk can yield big rewards, like Rob Riley, the creative head of one of the world's leading advertising firms. I try to create environments where anybody can say anything without any judgment. Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcast. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. Go behind the wheel, under the hood, and beyond with Car Stuff from HowStuffWorks.com. Hi, and welcome to Car Stuff. I'm Scott. I'm Ben, and we are joined with our super producer, Tyler Klain, today. Scott, you know, have, have you ever... Uh, You've been driving and think like what a hassle it is to have to have the same car every day. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, don't you I guess, hate that? Yeah, every single day the same car, like you know, week after week. Right? Don't you hate? I like mean, I, don't, I don't even like to drive the same car twice. Yeah, I mean, like you drive it to work and you want to take something different to lunch and then maybe something different home. Yeah, Wouldn't that be nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's possible. <laughs> This is crazy, right? <laughs> I mean, what so... we're going to talk about today is a really interesting development in the automotive world. Mm-hmm. And it's not brand new, but uh, there is a new player in the game. And, and we'll talk about um, all of that as we get into today's topic. But I want to start out with a couple of things that are not related. Oh, cool. And, uh, you know, we'll kind of just ease into this podcast a little bit, if that's all right. Is this stuff Scott sees? Uh, it's a couple of things that Scott sees, yes. All right. So, first of all, this is not a happy topic, but this is something unbelievable. It just kind of made me uh, um, appreciate being able to come in here and podcast today. I'll tell you that. I was in stuck in traffic this morning on Georgia 400. I have to travel this uh, this main thoroughfare into Atlanta. Nightmarish um, route. It, it always is. Every day is, is really difficult. I mean, my commute can be anywhere from an hour and a half, which is on a good day, to about two and a half hours on a bad day, right? So it, that's the, the normal time, I guess, during rush hour situations, right? You know, depending on what's happening, you know, accidents, whatever. Yeah. Um, so I'm sitting in this traffic and I can't even get to the freeway this morning. And just kind of, I'm getting a little bit angry as you normally would, you know, sure. not road rage, but just, you know, like upset because nothing's moving, even even to get to the highway. So I find out as I'm listening to the radio um, that there is a, uh, there's a fatal accident on the highway this morning. Uh, happened, you know, one, like, Two, I think it was two exits ahead of where I had to get on the highway. So it was, you know, blocking up everything no- to the north of that. And this is this is awful. Here's what happened. And I'll, I, I don't know the, the full details of this, but uh, there was a driver that was headed south. This is about 8 o'clock in the morning, so morning rush hour. Someone was headed south on Georgia 400, and they were driving to work. 
Someone also was headed north on Georgia 400 in a pickup truck, and the pickup truck lost a rear wheel. It flew over the barrier, the concrete barrier, and crushed the driver's side of the vehicle and killed this woman on on Georgia 400 this morning. This and this is one of those things where you, like you never see it coming. You know, it just it just happens. It's a sad, very sudden way to die. And yeah. I, you know, I I thought you know at the moment that I heard that. Suddenly, any anger that I had just drained away. It was like, oh, well, someone's having a pretty bad day. So you understand, you get like an appreciation, I guess, for uh, just being able to make it to work, being able to, you know, come in and do what we do every day. Yeah. Uh, It was shocking, a little scary, uh, but it really did cause a ton of traffic problems. It was a two-hour and 45-minute commute for me, and that's only like 35 miles, something like that. But you're here. Very short, but I'm here, and I'm thankful for that. But what a strange thing, right? I mean, we've seen... Uh, dash cam videos of similar things happening mm-hmm. to people where a car comes over the median or, um, you know, you just don't see it coming. And no no driver, no party involved in yeah. the accident is doing anything wrong. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, you can't, outside of maybe the maintenance on that truck, I don't know what the story is with sure. that, the situation. Yeah. Uh, but there's just nothing you could do about that. There's no uh, driving skills that you can teach anybody. There's nothing like that, you know, to point to to say that you, you caused this to, to happen. It's just simply a freak accident. The whole... The whole tire detached. The whole, the, the wheel and tire. Wow, the wheel came off. Yeah, too. and I mean, it crushed the the uh, it crushed the roof of the vehicle. Of course, came through the windshield. Yeah. Um, what an awful scene. But uh, it was a Lexus vehicle uh, that it hit. Uh, I don't know any more details than that right now because it just happened a few hours ago. But uh, what a way to start the day, huh? That's that's rough. Now I've got a, a, a little happier thing that happened also on the on the same trip into work. This was an emotional roller coaster well, for I, you. I apologize. No, but, no, no. Uh, no but, yeah, but, but but you know, rough start to the morning. I guess yeah. not not as rough as it could have been apparently. Uh, but I saw something that did kind of make me smile a little bit later when I got to downtown Atlanta. Now I'm taking back roads to get into Atlanta again, right. much like I had to when the bridge collapsed. Right. Uh, so I took the same route, as a matter of fact, mm-hmm. to get around that highway. And I saw something that caught my eye, and I've seen this in the past in Atlanta. I never got an explanation for this, but now I know. Okay. There was a trailer that was pulled off to the side of the road. It looked like a horse trailer. Yeah. But on the side of it, it said, get your goat rentals. That's what it's called, get your goat rentals. No way. And it's a truck, it's a trailer full of goats that they bring right into downtown Atlanta. Uh-huh. And I had to look this up. I thought I knew what it was, and I, th- I think I, I had it, because okay. you and I have talked about this, right? Yes, yes, when, when off you, air. When you did not have a lawnmower for a short amount of time yeah. at your rental property, I think it was, uh-huh. uh, I suggested that you buy a goat and just uh, chain the goat up in, in a you know yard and let it have it, right? Just yeah. go at it. I don't think you had a fence at the time, right? That was a problem. Right, you'd have to uh, you know have the, uh, a leash of some kind of uh-huh. this goat, but it was a, a legit solution to it. And I was being serious about it. I think you thought I was kidding at first. Yeah, this is a company that you could hire to bring goats to your yard. Now I think they can set up temporary fences, you know, like uh, chicken wire fences around the property if you don't have a fence. Right. Uh, I've seen these at work in the past, and I thought what a, what an odd thing. And they were gone the next day. I didn't. I I never found out what happened. I've asked people. Turns out that the goats are good for eating. Uh, vegetation that is invasive. So they eat vines, they eat briars, they eat poison ivy, they eat poison oak, they eat kudzu, which is big down here in the south. They eat blackberries, they eat any kind of invasive vine that's in the area that you normally would have to bring in heavy machinery to remove because it's that thick, it's that intense down here. Yeah. Uh, that kudzu stuff will grow over a road overnight if you let it go. Uh, so they have to keep that back. But this is a quite a profitable business. And you can go on their website. And again, I'm not selling this. I'm not, you know, <laughs> they've got a very limited area in Atlanta. But I would guess that there are other goat rental services that are in the United States or in the world. Who knows? Uh, but I don't have any idea of the rates or anything. But you can go there and look at 
you know, their, their service area, you can look at before and after photos of what the goats do when they're there for the day or, you know, week or whatever it is. Uh, they're kind of fun to watch. I've watched, you know, I've seen them in action. It's fun to watch goats. In fact, they'll yeah. show these photos. Um, they'll have a temporary fence set up in a backyard, and people will often bring out lawn chairs and sit and watch the goats in action <laughs> because they're kind of funny. You know, they've got a, they've got their own personalities, they've got their own characters, and, they, and you can go on the website again, and you can look at um, getyourgoatrentals.com. Yeah, getyourgoatrentals.com, and this is serious; it's a legit business. And you can look at the players. They've got the people, the crew, I guess, is what they call them. They've got names of the goats, and you can you know kind of learn the names before they arrive on your property. They say it's inexpensive, and uh, you know. No chemicals or anything like that. So it's a it's a natural way to do it. I just thought that was kind of nice. And it, it, it kind of helped me feel a little bit better about my, my morning, you know, like uh, yeah. just kind of feeling a little bit down. I think a lot of people were because that's, that's a sad accident. It's terrible, but, yeah. but then to see, you know, Get Your Goat Atlanta or what was it called? It was called, yeah, Get Your Goat Rentals Atlanta. Do you, um, do you need us to like talk to management to – like book a goat to hang out with? <laughs> I don't know. It's just an interesting thing. I mean, when you see them, when you see them working, and they are working. Yeah, um, I've seen them just outside of here. Now, I thought here, here's how weird this is. Mm. This is the last thing, and then we'll move on. There's a place near us called Dancing Goats Coffee. Yes, right. Yep. Diagonal from that, there was a piece of property. You know, a, uh, I think it was a, an apartment building that they tore down. Mm-hmm. There was a lot that was left behind, an empty lot. Yeah. You know, a slab foundation, and there's a lot of vines and stuff that had overgrown that. They set up a temporary fence around that, and they allowed you know 20 goats to go there for the day. And I saw that one day, and I thought that's got to be a promotion for the Dancing Goats Coffee Shop, uh-huh. but it wasn't. It was just these working goats. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So they here, were in action. Here's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking. I. I understand this has been an ongoing theme in a lot of our past conversations, yeah. often on air. Sure. And I uh, apologize for laughing at you when you first mentioned it. I did think you were joking, and I can tell you really want to try this out. But but I don't think you should just go the whole hog or go the whole billy goat and buy your own goat. I think maybe you should – rent one or maybe is there a way that you can have like a subscription with the goat people oh that would be nice right? and switch out your goats yeah that would be nice so that uh, you know one gets one gets full mm-hmm. they bring out a, a new recruit you know that uh, is, is hungry yeah. a hungry new recruit you know? and, and you know uh we're seeing in multiple industries i don't know how i'm why am i trying this segue we're <laughs> we, seeing well we're, we have to because I've, I've taken us so far <laughs> we're so far off track and i apologize for that to our That's listeners great. But i hope it's interesting or at least yeah. at least a little bit more um a lighthearted topic right uh, than the way we started i apologize for that but no, it was a rough no. morning well but but I think we do need to talk about some of these uh, subscription programs. Right, because that's the way that we're seeing so many things happen nowadays, right? Like more and more people are saying, forget cable, I'm going to have a a Netflix or a Hulu subscription or whatever. And then people are saying, like like we hear a lot about – all sorts of subscription services, right? Yeah. And and sign up for a place that just sends you bacon every month. Yeah, and this one is one that actually a listener had suggested it not long ago. And I think we saw the article on the same day that uh, our listener wrote in, Chris K. wrote in and said, uh, I just thought this was an interesting article. But then here's the next line. If you can afford $2,000 a month to rent a Porsche. $2,000 a month. Ladies and gentlemen, Today's episode is about the Porsche Passport, a subscription service from Porsche that does start at the bottom end at two grand 
a month. We're that's, gonna that's yeah. the intro package. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna explore this a little bit. Ultimately, at the end of the episode, I say that we pass a verdict. This is gonna be a for it or again it episode. Okay, we're gonna talk about more than just Porsche, though. That's true. Yeah, and we'll dive in after a word from our sponsor. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Eugene Fodor. Gene, we'll boot it. Much of the joy you will find on the road comes from the person you share it with. So you write the books, Gene, and Vlastor on the business. I understand now. He's a wise man who marries a wiser woman. But be careful and choose your travel partner well, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. Get down! I'm not stupid, Jean. Something is going on, and it's high time you tell me the truth. Freeze, Americano! Huh? Oh. Jean, run! So travel before it's too late. Your money will return. Your time won't. And we're all too quickly approaching that final destination. Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. Thank you for taking the light, and you're going to shine it all over the world, and it makes me really happy. I never imagined that I would get the chance to carry this honor and help be a part of this legacy. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Every week on Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso, I invite an artist, writer, or politician to come to the table and speak from the heart in ways I imagine you haven't heard from them before. Some of my favorites are with Tom Hanks, Margaret Atwood, Questlove, Kate Blanchett, and Oscar Isaac. If that sounds like a varied group of people, it's because it is. I always wanted to make a show where one week we could sit with a politician like Beto or Wark, the next an author like Min Jin Lee, or TV titans like Bill Hader and Quinta Brunson. Basically, this is a podcast driven by curiosity and an abundance of research. Conversations where people actually start to sound like people. In recent weeks, I sat with Dan Levy, Ava DuVernay, Benny Safdie, and the editor of The New Yorker, David Remnick. You can listen to Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I hope to see you there. And we're back. And Ben, we had uh, just really just started finally <laughs> talking about today's topic, which is uh, subscription services for cars. And in specific, Porsche to begin with. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about uh, some different companies later that are trying the same thing. But um, I think that the way that our our listener that had suggested this, Chris Kay, he wrote in and said that it was a um, a Netflix style car subscription service, and I like that idea. Yeah. Is that you you know you use it for the time that you want it, you send it back, you get another one, and that's exactly the way this works. Really, I mean, it's a little a little bit more complicated than that, but not much. So initial advantages: you don't have to handle maintenance mm-hmm. right at yeah. all. No, nope. uh, you don't have to handle. Clean Cleaning it, mm-hmm. it's that those two things alone for a lot of people who don't like working on cars, yeah. those two things are big. Uh, still uh, not as big as the price tag. As often as you want to exchange them, and we'll talk about that in a second, but you uh, you might not even have to ever go to the gas station really. 
How's yes. that? How's that? You would still have to. You're still on the hook to pay for the fuel. Well, that's true. I guess it's like a rental car situation yeah. where you know you return it fueled up and everything's fine. If you don't, you, know, you pay for it. But uh, but that's you know one of the uh, the caveats I guess in this whole thing. The the, the sweet part of this deal, Ben, is yeah. that uh, you you would think, well, how often can I can I switch cars and what can I get and all that? And we'll mm-hmm. we'll talk about the specific models too. But how often you can switch them is really what draws me to this. It's, this is intriguing. You can switch the cars. You know, monthly, mm-hmm. weekly, yeah. or even daily if you want to. You could drive a different Porsche car every day if you wanted to do that, if you wanted to use this service in that way. And uh, I think maybe like the GOAT service, uh, we should mention that it's very limited at this time. Uh, they're, they're rolling this program out to a, a very small area with the aspirations to possibly bring it to a larger uh, region or, or different uh, regions, I should say, sure. um, in the future. Because I think they're not going to be able to reach every little corner of the United States with this. No, it'd be tough because – and we'll see with some other car subscription services. We'll typically see a pretty a pretty specific geographical limit. For yeah. Porsche Passport uh, here in Atlanta, they're limiting the program to 50 people. Yeah. Now, okay, this isn't just limited to Atlanta, so don't tune out at this point and right. say, you know, it's not for me because there are it's other just, yeah, yeah. there are other programs we're going to talk about that are different places. Mm-hmm. So, and again, right now, for them to limit it to just the Atlanta area makes sense. We have the Porsche North America headquarters here, uh, right outside of the Atlanta airport. We talked about this in a previous podcast, I think, right? Uh, we we're talking about the test track, and, and yep. now we're, here it comes again. We're talking about them being local here, so we see a lot of new Porsche vehicles on the road, presumably headed to. Uh, you know, that world headquarters building, the, the operations people that work there and management, whoever. But uh, we see kind of the latest, greatest Porsches on the road. And now here's an opportunity for anybody in the area, at least, to try uh, some of those vehicles out for themselves. They've had a chance to select from a couple of different packages. Now, we teased that uh, this was uh, the starting point, right? $2,000 a month was the starting point. Right. That is for uh, – they have two membership plans, the starting point of 2000 a month gets you into what is called launch. Mm-hmm. This has uh, unmanned access to eight model variants mm-hmm. and uh, also uh, the Macan S and Cayenne. Yep. All right. So uh, you can get the 718 Cayman, the mm-hmm. 718 Boxster, and then, as you said, the Macan, uh, which has uh, the S, oh, including S versions of that. Yeah. And you can get the base Cayenne. So if that's if that's the one you want, that's uh, that's $2,000 a month. But excess, again, how many vehicles you said? It was eight? Eight model variants. Eight, yeah. eight model variants. Okay. So there is a step up from the $2,000 service as well, and that is called Accelerate. And for Accelerate, uh, you pay $3,000 a month. And your options are massively expanded from 8 to 22 model variants. Mm, sounds like fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're talking a 911 Carrera S, Panamera 4S sports sedan, uh, Macan GTS, several things. Oh, I think you get the Cayenne S uh, hybrid as well. Okay, so there's a lot of different vehicles in this package. And again, you can check this out at uh, PorschePassport.com if you want to. Uh, we get no kickbacks or anything like that from this, so you know, you got to sign up for it on your own. I wish there was a, you know, that would be so cool if we had a partnership and we could do like, uh, you know, get a discount for our listeners or something. That would be really cool, but we're not uh, we're not doing that by any means. We're not there yet. No, it's just a cool new service that they're offering, and, it, and it's doing some things in different ways than other manufacturers have done in the past, of course. I mean, this is relatively new. There are others that are that are into this and some that have done it before Porsche, but uh, slightly different, as we'll talk about in just a few minutes. But I want to point out, too, with this uh, with this launch and accelerate packages that you can you can receive from Porsche, 
uh, for the passports uh, service. Any car that has a badge script that says Turbo, Targa, GT3, or GT2 is off limits with either plan. So you're not getting access to the very extreme top ends of those uh, of those lines of vehicles. Uh, you're getting you know decent level vehicles. I mean, with the the S models and the hybrids and all mm-hmm. that. But um, and of course the base models, which you know we're talking about a base Porsche. It's not like uh, you know it's going to be bare bones economy car or anything like that. Right. These are these are great vehicles. And again. You know, two thousand to three thousand dollars a month—that's a lot of scratch, Ben. That's a lot. Yeah. I mean, putting out a lot of cabbage just for a month's worth of, of vehicles—you better make the boat most of that. And I think it's for somebody who just really well. First of all, you probably have a lot of disposable income. Sure. You have a, a certain budget that you're comfortable spending on transportation. You uh-huh. need to make an impression. For whatever reason that might be. I mean, uh-huh. I, I don't know why. You Maybe you're like a real estate agent yep. or a, a high-priced. Uh, lawyer doesn't play by the rules. I don't know. <laughs> Both possibilities. Both right? possibilities. Yeah. yeah. It could be anything. I mean, it could be that you want to, uh, you know, uh, who knows, just show off to uh, some friends at your uh, reunion that's happening next year. Oh, there we go. The, the uh, high school reunion or you something. You just gave a lot of people a very great and dangerous idea. Well, possibly, but, you know, then again, wouldn't you just go for, like, you know, the daily rental, maybe? Uh, you know, right. There, there are companies right. out there, and, and they point this out in uh, the article that I'm reading here, and it is in Car and Driver if you want to get a little bit more information about this, but um, Enterprise and Hertz rental car agencies um, are probably the biggest local competitors to this service, which, again, is offered here in the Atlanta area for now. Uh, they're, they're hoping to expand, but um, both of those companies, both Enterprise and Hertz, do offer sports car rentals You know, for um, not only just here in the Atlanta area. They offer them all over the United States and possibly all over, over the world. I'm not sure if they're worldwide companies or not, but sure. uh, you know, exotic car rentals, sports car rentals, it's things we've talked about in the past. And they have a... They- I know how crazy this sounds to hear these plans initially, mm-hmm. but if you listen to the CEO's statement about it, Klaus Zellmer, uh, he outlines some pretty pretty solid logic behind it. This is ultimately Porsche's experiment with new ways to reach new customers. Okay. So we see a lot of people in – Younger demographics, or at least I don't, I'm not plugged in, man. A lot of experts tell me this. Sure. So uh, they say that younger demographics may uh, be maybe completely ready financially to uh, drive a higher end car, right, and have a successful career, whatever their life situation is. But they may be hesitant to embrace the typical car sales model. Mm-hmm. So in many ways, Porsche is seeing this as an extended test drive period. Mm-hmm. You know, so these maybe you're saying, I want to buy a Porsche, but I'm not sure which one I definitely want. Oh, okay. So let me try these let me try out these various options. Let me try these eight vehicles or let me try these 22 vehicles. Right. And it's a minimum 30 month or excuse me, it's a minimum 30 day oh. commitment. So one month. Okay. So, yeah. so maybe I'm looking at this wrong then because I looked at this and I thought, okay, that's somebody who has $24,000 a year to spend on their car or $36,000. True. Depending on the plan. Yeah. That's not the way to look at it. Maybe these people aren't using it for a full year. Maybe it's somebody that uses it for a 30 day test period or even two months. You know, yeah. where, where they drive those 22 vehicles. Because that's mean, a lot of driving. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I can kind of understand that, I guess. I mean, then you're, you're talking about an investment of only, you know, only. I say only. 4000 or 6000 depending on the plan. But 
you get a lot of experience behind the wheel. And, and again, no hassle. And this is important. I can't believe we didn't say this earlier. Unlimited mileage. This means that in theory, if you or I or Tyler or anyone was part of this program, we could pick up we could pick up a, a Cayenne or whatever. Well, they would deliver it. They would deliver it. They would do a white glove delivery service, right? Yeah. To you. And then you could drive to Bangor, Maine and back. You could drive you could drive to Canada, you know? Yeah. Unlimited uh, again. Unlimited mileage. Yeah. Uh the only upfront cost I believe is a five hundred dollar fee for a credit check and background. Hmm, okay. So they want to, you know, they want to know that you pay your bills. Yeah. And that you're not like a, a three-time convicted bank robber. <laughs> probably probably a good thing to look into before This might you, be uh, great for getaway cars. Oh, uh, you know. <laughs> you're full of good ideas. Oh, Thanks, yeah. man. For all your drive-by needs, try the Porsche Passport <laughs> service. No, no, that's a terrible idea. Don't do that. Yeah, we but, don't uh, recommend that. No, no, seriously. This is uh this is really an interesting idea and I know that when you, when you first look at it, you're going to think Oh, that's crazy expensive. Sure. Uh, that, that's just – that's unheard. But if you are considering buying you know, a 911 Carrera or a Macan GTS or you know, whatever it happens to be, um, you may have an opportunity to get, a, as you said, an extended, uh, you know, extended time behind the wheel, extended test drive if you want to look at it that way and try different things. You, know, you can try different uh, trim levels. You can try them on different roads. You can really put it through its paces. Uh, all at really just at one flat cost, and I know that's a steep cost. But if you're looking at buying, uh, you know, a luxury sports car, mm-hmm. you're probably already, you know, in uh, the financial position to be able to do something like that and not really think too much about it. You know, like it's just another part of the uh, part of the experience, I guess. Right, and we're we're going to keep our eyes on this one because we're both very interested to see how this shakes out. Uh, this is a collaboration, also with a. Atlanta-based software company, a startup called Clutch Technologies. So they're handling handling, uh, some of the logistics for transportation, the coordination. Mm -hmm. And we're we're really interested to see if this expands to other markets. Now, as we record this, it's October and deliveries are set to start in November. Yeah. So – if you're in Atlanta and you're interested, you can reach out to them. But to Scott's very important earlier point, if you are not in Atlanta, never fear. There are other services out there and they're way beyond what you might think of like a Hertz rental car. Not yeah. that there's anything wrong with Hertz. I'm a fan. Yeah, they're a little bit different and from different manufacturers. And we'll talk about them right after a word from our sponsor. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Eugene Fodor! Gene, we'll boot it! Much of the joy you will find on the road comes from the person you share it with. So you write the books, Gene, and Vlastar on the business. I understand now. He's a wise man who marries a wiser woman. But be careful and choose your travel partner well, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. Get down! I'm not stupid, Jean. Something is going on, and it's high time you tell me the truth. Freeze, Americano! Jean, run! So travel before it's too late. Your money will return. Your time won't. And we're all too quickly approaching that final destination. Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Every week on Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso, I invite an artist, writer, or politician to come to the table and speak from the heart in ways I imagine you haven't heard from them before. Some of my favorites are with Tom Hanks, Margaret Atwood, Questlove, Kate Blanchett, and Oscar Isaac. If that sounds like a varied group of people, it's because it is. I always wanted to make a show where one week we could sit with a politician like Beto or Rourke, the next an author like Min Jin Lee, or TV titans like Bill Hader and Quinta Brunson. Basically, this is a podcast driven by curiosity and an abundance of research. Conversations where people actually start to sound like people. In recent weeks, I sat with Dan Levy, Ava DuVernay, Benny Safty, and the editor of The New Yorker, David Remnick. You can listen to Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I hope to see you there. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. Thank you for taking the light, and you're going to shine it all over the world, and it makes me really happy. I never imagined that I would get the chance to carry this honor and help be a part of this legacy. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. We have returned and let's say scott let's uh let's say there's someone listening in the audience now and they think yeah this is perfect this is in my budget i love driving different cars i'm really interested in this but for uh, some ridiculous reason i hate porsches <laughs> <laughs> well yeah i guess so i mean i i i hard i can hardly it's tough. Understand it's tough those to words that. when you yeah. put them together like that, Ben. It just doesn't make any sense. But uh, some people probably do have a hatred for Porsche, right? And yeah. uh, again, find that odd to think or, of. But, or maybe just a preference for something else. Well, a preference for uh, maybe a, a more of a luxury vehicle. How about that? There we something go. Something that's a little more sedate, a little more um, stately. How yeah. about that? Yeah, yeah. What if you're looking for a Cadillac? Because Cadillac does this. That's right. They have a different program, and it's called Book by Cadillac. And this is actually, uh, from what I can tell, this is one of the first companies to really offer, or first manufacturers to offer a uh, subscription-based program like this. And again, Book by Cadillac. It's been around since, what, January of just this year, of 2017. Yeah, yeah, early 2017. So it's relatively new. And this one, Ben, is not in the Atlanta area. This one is in the New York City area. So New York if you're, City. Yeah, if, <laughs> that's my favorite salsa commercial. <laughs> New York City. You know, the weird part is before we went in on the before we went in to record this episode, I was looking at my notes and I was thinking, I hope I can avoid shouting out that salsa commercial, but I failed us. You know what's funny is I bet a lot of people are doing the same thing. They're remembering that commercial right now. How was that so successful? I don't know. It's just it's kinda like uh, you know, a where's the beef moment. Yeah, you know? it's not just us, right? Everybody remembers no, that. No, of course they do. Tyler, I, I, you remember that salsa commercial. Yeah, we got a thumbs up from him. Oh, yeah. I mean, again, just one of those catchphrases that catches on in the uh, popular media. But for, if you're in New York City. Yeah, if you're I mean, in New York City. If you're in New York City, this is a, a, an opportunity for you to drive a new Cadillac as often as you want to. You'll always have a new Cadillac. And it's a little bit cheaper than the Porsche program, but it gives you full access to all of the Cadillac line of vehicles. So uh, this one, booked by Cadillac, the monthly fee is $1,500 per month, uh, which includes the registration, taxes, insurance, and maintenance costs. So again, this is like, um, you know, just simple ownership for 
anyone who wants to own a Cadillac, it's, it's really, um, I guess, no hassle, right? Yeah. It's, I mean, that, simple. That's, this is interesting to me, too, because owning a car in New York City can be a very expensive proposition. You know what's funny? I didn't even think of that angle on this, is that this is New York City. This is uh, – we're talking about Manhattan. We're talking about the other boroughs in, in the area. Yeah. It's difficult to get around. It's it's incredibly difficult to even just find a space to put the car when you're not actively driving it. However, there are a lot of people there that I would call big-time shooters. Lots of money, lots of you know, lots of cash on high hand. High rollers, yeah. yeah, high rollers. That's a better way to say it, I guess. You know, they've got uh, they've got um, you know money to burn, and mm-hmm. they want to make a good impression when they show up to you know the uh, the valet service at you know the Four Seasons or wherever they're sure. going to dinner. Yeah, and uh, this might be a very attractive offer for them. And this also could work really well if you are in the field of public relations or something. You're meeting a lot of VIPs, picking them up from the airport, yeah. whatnot. Again, real estate, as you mentioned before, perfect. Can I can I ask you something? Sure. All right. So with both Book by Cadillac and with Porsche Passport, there's this weird emphasis by both companies on the delivery drivers wearing white gloves. Mm-hmm. Why? Uh, I don't think that they, tr- they truly do. It's white glove service. Okay. It's that you know it's uh, it's it's a level up. It's a uh, it's an elegance that you get with that. It's that uh, you know the car is going to be clean when it arrives. Completely so they're like clean. A traveling concierge. Yeah, you're not going to get some guy that shows up and like you know on the way out of the car he's like oh I forgot my big gulp and he spills you know <laughs> a, a slushy in the seat you know as he gets out like oh I'll give you a towel. Uh, you know that kind of thing. It's not. It's not like that type of service. It's it's uh, it's a concierge service okay. you know, where um, all of your needs are all of your needs are met uh, in, with this type of thing. So white glove just uh, I think that signifies that you know it's it's a kind of a uh, again an upper level of service that uh, that you don't often find every day. Okay, it's conceptual. I, I think that's that what makes it is, me yeah. okay. I don't think it's. <laughs> I thought I was missing out. No, no, I don't think it's literally white gloves that they're okay. wearing during this. Maybe <clears throat> it is. Who knows? It might be. Well, there's also it's. Important important for us to say, if we haven't mentioned it before, the book by Cadillac also has no mileage cap. Yeah, no mileage cap and no long-term commitment required either. I think you can do this monthly if you want to, just for a month, test out everything in the line. And again, that's that, that's a, an eye-opening new way to look at this is that, you know, it's an extended test drive if you want to see it that way. Try out the entire line of Cadillacs if you want to. Now, that includes uh, the 2017 models because, you know, they've been doing this this year so far. Yep, yep. I, I haven't seen if they've continued it through 2018 yet. We're a couple of months away from there. We'll see if they do this. But again, in New York or even maybe spread it elsewhere. A lot of Cadillac dealers around, so you never know what's going to happen. Uh, you can get the Escalade, the CTSV, the CT6, the ATS, and then also, oh, this is an incredible vehicle, the ATSV. If you've ever never seen the ATSV, take a look at it online. It's pretty impressive. So, uh, 2017, that's a 2017 model year. Um, $1,500 per month gets you all of that. And of course, you know, the, the way that this happens, I guess, is there's an, a mobile app that allows you to request a vehicle and then range for a pickup location. Yeah. So you drop off the one you have, they pick it up, you know, they, they pick it up and, you know, give you the one that, uh, you're requesting. And the nice thing about this, and I don't know if we mentioned this with the, uh, uh, the Porsche, we should, we should have, is that it allows you to choose the right vehicle for the situation you're in at that time. So yeah. let's say you're taking a, uh, a family trip up to the Hamptons or something, right? Mm-hmm. In that area, I'm trying to think of something local that they can go to. Sure. Ni- Niagara Falls, maybe. Okay. Yeah. And, but you're taking everybody. And, you know, you, you're fine, you know, with that, um, 
uh, I don't know, maybe the CT6 or something like that around town or the uh, maybe the ATSV, like I mentioned. That's a cool car. But uh, it's not the best thing to travel in with a family, you know, with all the luggage and all that. So uh, you probably want to get the Escalade for the weekend. You can do that. You can change cars as often as you want with this. And it's just, a, again, it's a, it's an interesting model for selling cars. And I think it is a model for selling cars, not so much rental as we're talking about, but it eventually, I think, leads to a lot of sales. And I, I'm sure that numbers will turn up in 2018 of how this program kind of flushed out for 2017 yeah. uh, for Cadillac. And then, of course, a year from now, we'll know about the Porsche program, too, if that was successful. Mm-hmm. But that's where the real hope lies for the rest of the nation, you know, is that, um, <laughs> you know, if, if it's prosperous, if it's something that is worthwhile for them as a company to make money, they're going to spread that to other regions. And it, it just allows you so much more flexibility with the way you sell and uh, and even approach yeah. new buyers. I'm thinking, you know, now I'm starting to think about where they would logically expand next. Mm-hmm. Definitely Silicon Valley, right? There's a lot of yeah. uh, there's a lot of disposable income there, and uh, there's a, a lot of great driving opportunities. So I could see it going to California. I don't know about Chicago. Chicago is such a big city. There's yeah. probably they could probably do that. Well, I, I mean, they started in New York. I mean, that's a difficult city to drive in, anyways. It's not necessarily the easiest place to do something like this. It must have a huge Cadillac market there. That must be where a lot of Cadillacs are sold to begin with. Yeah, a lot and, of interest. Yeah, they're and they're. Cadillacs are very solid cars. Yeah, what if uh, what if like Ford did this with trucks down in Texas? I mean, there try to think go. of like the market and the vehicle, the type of vehicle that people want in that area, and yeah. and it seems like this could be a winner for a lot of manufacturers as long as it does lead to sales. Like so, let's say that you know they're probably. I don't know how they're making a profit on this. You know, even at the two thousand dollar point, the three thousand dollar point mm-hmm. for you know Porsche, I can kind of understand that. But the Cadillac, I don't know. I mean, I, I just wonder how they're making money on a, on, a, on something like this with so many people involved in the process, you know, the delivery and the pickup of vehicles and the maintenance and the uh, the care for them, the cleaning, the detailing that has to happen beforehand. Uh, it seems like it, it um, maybe it's a break-even situation. I don't know. I'm sure they got it priced accordingly, but I yeah. just don't know what that is. I'd like to find out the formula they used uh, to figure out this this is our price point and this is where, uh, this is where we want to do it. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. interesting. The whole thing is interesting to me. And there's one more. Yeah. But, but wait, as Billy Mays was wont to say. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's right. There is a, there's another one. And, uh, actually there's a couple more. We, we won't talk about, there's another one that's, uh, I'll just mention in passing here. There's something called Flex Drive Car Subscription. And, uh, that's something I read about earlier in this year. And we'll have to dig into that, I think, at another point because they reference, uh, the book by Cadillac. Uh, program as well. And the FlexDrive is another vehicle subscription service that allows you to book from dealerships. It doesn't say specifically which ones, but um, I think Ford Fusion was mentioned in there. So maybe a Ford dealership isn't on this, but um, there's like weekly rentals. It's more for long-term rentals, really, the yeah. FlexDrive thing. Yeah, but the, yeah. one that, the one that I'm most interested in, um, other than that one, I guess, I, um, it's different. It's not. It's not like the ones from uh, Porsche is not like the one from Cadillac. It's it's slightly different. They they liken this more to uh, the way that you would swap out phones. You know, when you have a phone for a while, uh, after two years, the company allows you to upgrade, to buy a different phone or to just simply swap it out for something new, right? Right. That is what the manufacturer of Volvo is doing. They have a, a program called uh, Care by Volvo. Right. And as as you said, Scott, this is a little bit different. So Volvo's proposition for Care is this. Pay a flat monthly fee in exchange. Volvo uh, takes care of every associated expense. This includes insurance, financing, maintenance, detailing. 
Uh, it plans offer its vehicles to consumers at the same price regardless of their age or location. This the question that pops up to me initially when we read about this is is this essentially leasing a car? It seems to me that this is closer to leasing a car than the other services. But but again, the the thing with this is it's a flat fee. And and you can change cars every 24 months, and and most leases I think are a little longer than that. I know there are some 12, uh, you know 24 month and even some shorter leases out there, but um, I, I think that most leases tend to be longer than that. You know, 36 month, you know, maybe even uh, um, maybe even longer than that in some cases. I think they're they're even extending to four years at some point. Um, but it's it's an interesting idea, and to be able to upgrade a vehicle every couple of years, that's something that people like, right? I mean, as, yeah. I don't know if you said this or not, but maintenance, registration, taxes, insurance, all that's covered. It's it's hassle-free ownership for Volvo owners. And again, they're, they're looking at uh, – they did look at um, – or actually, yeah, I think they looked at uh, the Cadillac's uh, way of doing things because Cadillac was kind of first on – on the game with this, and then Volvo was next, and then Porsche is the the last one. You know, that's yeah. the most recent. But um, they had a, a model to look at, but they chose to go a different way with it. Um, so, again, I, I think there's something to do with you know uh, smartphone apps and the way you swap out the vehicles and what's available. And I mean, it's just it's an interesting idea, isn't it? That you're right. able to exchange cars for a flat rate. It's not like something, your price is going to go up. And I, I guess maybe at some point, you know, the price of the the care by, by Volvo, but it's hard to say, isn't it? The care by Volvo plan is going uh-huh. to change in the future, I would think. I mean, they have to kind of keep up with inflation. They, they admitted um, as much because they, I believe they said, we've priced this attractively for the market and then we'll work on costs to make it profitable. Okay, but I got to tell you this. I was unable to find the price of the Care by Volvo program anywhere. Me neither. Now, the book program, of course, we were able to find $1,500. The passport was either two or $3,000. Yeah. I don't know what it costs to be able to, uh, to do this with Volvo. Oh, uh, you know, is it one of those things it's one of those things where it's like if you have to ask you can't afford yeah. it. <laughs> no i don't i don't feel like this one is in that in that range i bet it's uh significantly lower if i had to guess i would guess i would guess too just because of brand identity yeah that it would be at a lower price point but also i wanted to ask you do you see this trend continuing? Like, this, do you see more companies jumping in on this? So, uh, the concierge service and the, uh, the subscription yeah. service and all L- that? Like what you said about Ford and trucks in Texas sounded pretty smart. Um, you know, I could see some pros and cons, but do you think more companies are going to try this or do you think they're waiting to see how these initial programs go. I think they're waiting because otherwise everybody would have jumped on immediately after Cadillac did this, right? You know, if, if you're going to yeah. do that, I'm going to do it as well and, and be competitive. But it seems like they're waiting. They're going to see how this works out, how it, how it all ends up, you know, in the, uh, because if it turns out that, you know, Cadillac decides to, to ditch this program in 2018 or 2019, uh, then, you know, Ford or, you know, Chrysler, whoever will know, you know, just, just by that, it'd be a telling, uh, set of circumstances that would say, you know, it probably wasn't worthwhile for Cadillac to do that. But maybe, maybe they'll also look at it and refine it in some way. And I don't yeah. know how they would do that, but, but as I said, you know, maybe they start offering different price levels for a, subscri- a subscription service because I think a lot of people are interested in having the right vehicle for the right job at the right time and that's all, what this is all about. You know, it's it's not only just learning about a new car that you want or maybe you, know, you think you want until you drive it for a month or two and see what it's like. Um, it's also about be, having that flexibility to, you know, be able to tow the boat to the, the lake and also uh, having a sports car or a sedan to get to the office, you know, if you want to during the week. It, it's a nice feature. It's nice. Um, it's nice service, I think, that they're offering. Again, it's not for everybody because it's a, it's expensive to get in initially. But if you look at it as a, 
a way of saving money by not buying the wrong car right. or the wrong truck. Uh, you know, maybe maybe it'll pay off in the end. What, what's your opinion on this whole thing? Do you think that this is a a model for uh, manufacturers going forward, or do you think that this is maybe something that's just a flash in the pan? It's going to be over after 2018. That's a lot to ask. Well, uh, thank you for asking. I have conflicting takes on this. Mm-hmm. So, I believe that. Regardless of whether these specific programs work for these specific companies, Mm -hmm. there will be more things like this in the future. You know, this is, this is almost like a, a brand specific version of like Zipcar or something. Yeah. You know, I I gotta tell you, Ben, I, I personally, and I don't know how you feel about this. I think I know how you feel about this. All right. I like to own things. I don't like to rent them. (laughs) You know, to, yeah, to you use, see where I'm going. Is yeah. that what it is? Because I, yeah, man, I, I don't like to get into. Or I, I mean, I, I do, but I, I don't necessarily like renting cars anywhere I go. Um, you know, it's it's interesting, and I know that's what you have to do when you fly into a new city or something. But uh, just here around town, I wouldn't want to rent a car, uh, you know, daily just to get to work. I mean, I think that would be a lousy solution for me. I just don't. I don't like that. I'd like to own something, and I like it to be mine. I like to be able to modify it and and change it however I want. Um, and I know a lot of people are probably the same way. You know the care that's been taken with that vehicle ahead of time and what you plan to do to it in the future or the you know, current situation. Yeah. Uh, it just, you mechanically know where that vehicle stands. So objectively, I see that trend somehow continuing. Uh, I, am, I am on record to say, although I objectively think it's, it's going to continue growing, on a personal level, I am against it. And the reason I'm against it is exactly what you said. You, you totally called it. You read my mind. I think people should own things. I don't like the idea of having to continually pay some company, right? Because at after a certain threshold, I'm just handing them money, you know? And, yeah. and I would have already been able to own a thing. And we see this happening not just in the auto industry, but in multiple industries, and I, I understand the logic from the business side, right? Mm-hmm. Which is if we get these people hooked, then we can, um, we can more accurately project our budget, right? Yeah. And we can count on this money as long as these people subscribe. But with that being said, a car is one of the most important things a person owns, no matter how, how wealthy they might be. You know, uh, it is a vital function in a lot of people's lives. And I think people should be able to own that. Uh, I remember when Kindle's first came out. I think it was Kindle. Maybe it was Amazon. It was something with Amazon. And they had ebooks, right? Mm-hmm. Remember ebooks, super big, popular thing. Yeah, yeah, sure. And then in a very telling way, a lot of people who had purchased a copy of, get this, George Orwell's 1984 turned on their Kindles and found that the thing they thought they had bought had been pulled hmm. out because they didn't control it because they didn't really own it mm-hmm. per se. It was a rental book. Right. And I, th- I think that's very um, – I think it's a slippery slope, man. I want to own – I would rather own my own car even if it is – a uh, even if it is a POS, right? Yeah, yeah, and it's got all these terrible idiosyncrasies up to a point. Yeah, I I would rather know that I have that and not have to, uh, not have to 
be beholden to some subscription service. Now, again, that is just my personal opinion. Objectively, I do see these things growing. Well, one counterpoint, I guess, is that – and I understand completely what you're saying about owning things. Of course, I feel the same way as I said. I didn't mean to steal your thunder on that, by the no, way. No, no, no. I'm but, glad uh, we're on the same but, page. But, but, yeah, we definitely are on this. On this. Uh, the, the other thing is that we keep kind of we, – we keep talking about it as if somebody's going to use this as a lease – and you know, continually pay that fifteen hundred dollars a month or two thousand dollars a month, and they're not. I don't think that people are going to do that. I think it's just an initial uh, testing the waters with those vehicles. You know, I want a Cadillac, but I don't know which one. I want a Porsche, but I don't know which one. And after one or two months, you get that sorted out, and then you eventually do buy something. You do own something. Yeah. I mean, unless you then take that information and then go to a lease situation, which I, I assume that some, of course, will do that. And then you're back in that position. And then we have the buy versus lease argument that we have all the time. Not that we are on different sides in this. It's just right. that uh, a lot of people have that uh, conflicting um, you know, uh, information in their head, I guess. You know, like, should I do this? Should I do that? Here's mm-hmm. the pros. Here's the cons. And uh, there are a lot of pros and cons for each side of that. So um, it really depends on your individual situation if this will work. And I, I wonder – if, you know, the people that are doing this right now, you know, that are in the Porsche program, the, the book program by Cadillac, um, are they going to ever do that again? Is that just a one-time thing for them? You know, like it's a, it's a one-time thing for all the customers in the New York City area and they're kind of limiting themselves to, you know, how many times this is going to be used? Is it going to be used less and less frequently as it goes on or is it going to get more popular as it goes on? Right. right. I don't know. I mean – Again, it's not something that people are probably going to use for a full year at a time. I, I just don't think that. Yeah, and again, but but this, maybe, but maybe. Know, I'm sorry maybe, to interrupt you, but no. I got one more thought. Yeah, what's up? What if manufacturers in the future do start to price them closer to you know a typical car payment or lease payment? You know that that price point. You know, let's let's say it's like two hundred and fifty or three hundred dollars a month. Yeah, but you do have the flexibility to to return it. Let's say weekly, not daily, but weekly. I'm glad you said that because that might happen. That's that would be a watershed moment. I, I think it would be too. I mean, that's that would be. Groundbreak, groundbreaking for a car company to offer that, you know, as a manufacturer to offer that. And so you have to be really, again, going back to what you said about whatever equations they're basing this on, you have to be really careful at finding that line mm-hmm. uh, and still – like not taking a bath. Well, because your fleet is going to take just incredible abuse, really. I mean, people will see it as a rental car, I think, at that point. Oh, yeah. Even though they're still liable, you know how it works out. I mean, what they consider damage, what I consider damage is not what the rental car company considers, you know, Sure. Damage. I mean, they they get scuffs and bumps, bumps and dents, and you know, missing hubcaps and stuff, and they don't they don't think twice about that. But for me, you know, I look at that car and it's a wreck, and mm-hmm. that might happen. You know, when uh, um, you know someone returns their economy car, they bring it back. It's got a few extra scrapes on it, but you know, you do that again and again with that same vehicle, and even though the dealer is maintaining it. Uh, it still has quite a bit of wear and tear on it after a year. So I think that you're limiting uh, the amount of uh, – you should limit the amount of service time that each one of those vehicles should have. You know, At some point, it just needs to go to the used car lot and be part of that. It can't be part of that fleet anymore. Right, that so, primo fleet. Again, this is all stuff you got to just gotta wrap your head around or, because it's it's so different. You know, The model is so different from what we've seen in the past where you just you simply buy or lease a vehicle and that's it. That's your only option. Or you go to a rental car company and rent a car. But now it's taking elements of all that and I mixing think it together. I think you are so on the money, though, because I completely agree. If a company can bring the price point down to where it would just be the same operationally as a car payment, a lot of people would be interested. A lot of people who, let's say, don't like 
working on their cars or they they want to drive a bunch of different cars mm-hmm. even, right? Um, that, despite my profound, I would say almost cartoonishly uh, extreme perspectives on subscription services versus ownership, mm-hmm. even despite my personal opinion on it, I would be tempted. I would want to hear it out if Ford said – if Ford told me like for 300 even 350 bucks a month. You can drive any Ford in a certain price range. I'm well, sure. yeah, sure. From this level down, right? Right. Anything yeah. uh, to the left of the radio and to the right of the chiclets, but not including oh, what's that old uh, Steve Martin thing in the jerk? Remember he was uh, he was operating that booth where he had to guess people's weight, <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. or age or weight, and uh-huh. uh, and he limited <laughs> the prize was limited to everything on the shelf except for uh, uh, you know to the left of this, to the right of that. It was like you could only get this one little item. It was a piece of garbage, of course. I can't remember. <laughs> I, I should I should know the scene a lot better. But anyways, yeah, I think you're right. If they if they limited it to a certain line, a certain level, you know, yeah. like maybe uh, any, anything in our product line below this, you're able to drive for this price point, Yeah, people would eat that up, I think. And let us know what you think, folks. Uh, would you be interested in joining up with Cadillac or Volvo or Porsche for one of their subscription services? Would you be interested if it became the same price as a car payment? And do you think this is the wave of the future or a flash in the pan. You can let us know on uh, Facebook. You can let us know on Twitter. We're CarStuffHSW at both of those. You can find every episode Scott and I have ever done, and cool buddy, there are a lot, for free on our website, CarStuffShow.com. And most importantly, if you have a suggestion for a future episode, we'd love to hear from you. Write to us directly. We are car stuff at howstuffworks.com. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit howstuffworks.com. Let us know what you think. Send an email to podcast at howstuffworks.com. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Gene Fodor! Gene was wounded! But be careful, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. The CIA really need your help, Gene. Freeze, Americano! Gene, run! Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. Our guests this season show us big risk can yield big rewards, like Rob Riley, the creative head of one of the world's leading advertising firms. I try to create environments where anybody can say anything without any judgment. Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcast. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
take good care and we'll see you there.